Welcome to the Joe Ciccarelli Show, where I coach and inspire you to live your very best life, one step at a time. Hey guys, welcome to episode number seven of the Joe Ciccarelli Show. Today's episode title, Lost Your Job? Question mark. Tips, to, tips for getting hired. The actual longer name was what to do if you lost your job and how to find a new one, but uh, didn't know how well that would fit on a short iPhone when you're looking for a podcast, so I tried to button it up a little bit, but uh, we're going to talk about losing your job today, and we're going to talk about what that means and how to take care of yourself, and uh, also probably, wouldn't say more importantly, but just as importantly, how to find a new job and a couple other things as well. Today is a rant by me. I tried to get my wife Natalie on, but she, uh, she, I couldn't get, I couldn't get on her calendar, unfortunately. And uh, I need to start off today by apologizing, even though I think I started off my last podcast by apologizing to my last episode by apologizing. I am in the process of relocating across the country. Oh, I, I have now. I'm in Tampa, Florida now. Beautiful Tampa, 98 degrees, 100 percent humidity. Can't walk outside without sweating profusely. I feel like I'm back in Dubai. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> when you start recording a podcast, they this is what they tell you. They, they, there's like some, obviously a bunch of different advice and uh, on what to do and what not to do. And what not to do is to not be in a room, an empty room, and uh, because the echo is really bad. So today I'm recording in an empty room and the echo is really bad. And so again, I apologize if that's, that's if I'm ringing in your ear. And I'll do my best to kind of do some editing afterwards. But uh, yeah, just got to Tampa, loving life. Uh, like I said, it's a little warm, but good spot here. So look forward to um, being on Eastern Time for you, uh, for you folks overseas. I don't know what the hell the GMT Greenwich Mean Time is, but it's Eastern Time in the U.S. So you can look it up. Not that it matters. <clears throat> okay, today's episode. Uh, th- I'm going to break this down into three parts, guys. First one: take care of yourself. Uh, if you've lost your job. First most important thing is to take care of yourself, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. That is the first most important thing, is to take care of yourself, not to go out and find a new job the next day. Take care of yourself first. Uh, But then the second one is to find a new job, I'm assuming, for some of you, and that could look like a lot of different things. So I'm going to give some tips on that. I've I've, uh, certainly been through a lot of career changes. My wife, Natalie, just went through a career change when she moved here. A lot of people I coach have lost their jobs. I've I've seen it from a lot of different angles, and uh, I got some good stuff I'll bring to you today. Uh, and the last one, most importantly, is obviously I want to be I want to um, be sensitive to to this podcast. The, the, I mean, this episode, this is real stuff. Uh, I did an episode earlier on about how to stop worrying about losing your job with all the all the craziness going on with COVID, and we're still in it. And a lot of people have lost their job. And what really spurred this was actually Natalie when she brought it up to me. We were on our trip out here, and she worked for Emirates Airlines for about seven years. Was a flight attendant, worked for the company, worked her way all the way up to first class, all this stuff, great. And Emirates obviously has not been doing so well with not a lot of people traveling. They're an international carrier, uh, and um, they just laid off a bunch of people. So a lot of people she knew, a lot of friends she knew. I actually think a couple people committed suicide. It's really sad. Uh, Dubai is certainly uh, a great place to be for a lot of people. It's a lifestyle, and these people have been working there 15, 20 years, and just like that, not only do you, lo- not only do you lose your job, but uh, in the case of Dubai, if you don't have a work visa, you can't be in the country. So a lot of these people are then forced, they can't find work really quickly, to then um, 
go back to their home country, which uh, isn't always a good deal. Uh, and sorry if there's noise in the background. Natalie decided that now's a good time to smash dishes against the counter. So I'll thank her for that afterwards. Um, but yeah, so this is like real stuff. And um, she kind of brought it up to me. She's like, you know, you should give some tips for people that are that have lost their job, that are looking to um, find a new job and some stuff that you would do. And, and we kind of started brainstorming about how to find a new job and how she found a new job. And the first thing, and I think that's useful, and we are going to talk about that, but I want to start first with the more important thing, and that's taking care of yourself. As I mentioned, there's been people that have committed suicide over this. And I'm sure just in Emirates Airlines, there's some, but I'm sure there's a lot of people. We, we put a lot of stock in our jobs. And um, I think that's where I want to start here is um, your job doesn't define you. And that's really easy to say. And uh, one of the things when I started this whole podcast was like, I want to be realistic and pragmatic and actionable about my advice. So when I sit here and tell you your job doesn't define you, you really want to just say fuck you to me because like, what does that even mean? When you're struggling and you're hurting, that's kind of the last thing you want to hear is some like high level clouds, you know, head in the clouds like, oh, your job doesn't define you. But it's, it's the truth. And um, more serious than that is like, you just need to understand that you're going to be okay. At the end of the day, like you're going to be okay. Like life does go on. So I think if you hear your job doesn't define you, that's kind of out there. But what's really more important to understand at the end of the day is that you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Whatever that looks like um, remains to be seen. But what we're going to talk about today is you have a lot of control over what that looks like. And that starts today and that starts as you're listening to this right now. And you need to make some decisions inside of yourself if you're serious about taking about moving forward here. And putting yourself in a good spot because as bad of a spot as you might perceive you're in right now, I can guarantee you that if you do the right things now, if you take one positive step today, you've turned this incredibly seemingly perceived negative event, it starts to turn into a positive event. When you take two steps in a positive direction, all of a sudden this bad event starts to turn into a more positive event. And that's your choice. Everything in life, all these events, all these things that happen to us that we perceive as negative um, in positive, quite frankly, are self-fulfilling pr- prophecies. We have the ability to respond to anything that happens to us. And so you need to make it a choice on how you're going to respond. That, and, that, and that's up to you. And that doesn't mean to sit in the clouds and just smile and say, oh, it's fine. But you just, you have a choice. Don't be a victim here. Don't put your head in the, don't sit there. You know, if you need to have a cry, have a cry. Absolutely. Let it out. If you need to have a day or a couple days or take a week off to chill, absolutely do that. And maybe you need a month off or six months off to chill. You know, that's all a choice that you need to make, but make that choice consciously. So I think the first thing from an emotional standpoint, take care of yourself in an actionable way to do that. And I've talked about this in the How to Stop Worrying About Losing Your Job. This is a great way to handle any type of stress in life. Get a pen and paper, get a journal, sit your ass down and write out worst case scenario. Right now, your mind is booming. It's all over the place. This is going to happen. I'm going to end up here. I'm going to end up on the side. I mean, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who was struggling with a job loss. And I go, what's the worst that's going to happen? And he starts coming up with this shit. And at, at one point, he's like, me and my family are going to be out on the side of the road with nowhere to live. And you could see when he said that, because I, I, I was his pen and paper. I, I was the journal. I was the one asking those questions and forcing him to kind of say it out loud. And when he said that, he kind of looked, you could, oh, I was on the phone with him, but I could feel him just kind of look at himself and be like, what? Like, no. That'll never happen. And so the, the, you haven't come to terms with what the worst case scenario is because you just got a bunch of shit floating around in your head. Write it down, come to terms with it, and realize that there's no way that's going to happen. 
So then sit there and write out a more realistic case scenario. What's realistically going to happen now um, over the next three to six months and what things can you control? And start writing about that and start thinking about that and then save that. So the next time you start freaking out, read the worst case scenario. And quite frankly, now sitting out in the side of the road with your family is a pretty horrible situation. But for many people, the worst case scenario... Uh, might not even be that bad, right? Like, oh my God, worst case scenario, I have to go home and live with my parents. And then your brain starts going, well, then I get to spend more time with my family. Then I get to, you know, I'll I'll never, I'll get time with my family that I otherwise never would have had. I'll have time to go see old friends. And so the worst case scenario may not even be that bad, but you also want to look at what a more realistic case scenario is as well. So just write that stuff down, keep it, refer back to it. And uh, that's a great way to kind of, when your mind's spinning and it's out of control and you're losing it, that's a great way to kind of ground yourself is just sit there and write stuff out once you are our minds concoct some fucked up shit let me tell you and so if you can get that stuff out on paper and kind of separate yourself from like what's going on in your head it's super super powerful so do that uh once you've kind of get your head right a little bit really important take care of yourself financially uh, understand the specifics of your layoff if that's what it was if you lost your job or whatever financial situation you're in when's your last paycheck if you don't have universal health insurance, uh, how long do you have insurance inf- uh, insurance for? Is there a severance package? Understand all the nuts and bolts of like what your company's offering you and what that looks like and how you need to take care of the financial side of things. And uh, more importantly, or just as importantly, also like look at your budget and realize and if you've never had a budget before, now's a great, one, great time to make someone. Great time to make one. What do you need to live off? Uh, can you cut some things out? How much money do you have? Do you have six months saved? Do you have six days saved? Um, It really, it is what it is, really, right? Your financial situation is what it is. There's no like like bullshitting that. So at the end of the day, the sooner you come to terms with what it is, um, the better off. I I see a lot of people in this situation, they just like don't even want to go there. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And to me, I, I... I have no pity for those people. I have, I have a lot of sympathy for people that have lost their job, but the people that are just sitting there and they're just avoiding things that they know they need to get done, it's just it's just weakness and uh, there's just no th- th- there's no time for it. This is a great opportunity for you to define yourself in life. Uh, um, there's a great book out there, Man's Search for Meaning, and it just popped into my head now. And a big thing is like man or woman, but the book says, you know, man is, I don't, I'm paraphrasing here, but man is defined by like how well he suffers. And there's a lot of truth to that. And this particular book was written by people that were in the concentration camps back in World War II, Jewish people. So I think that's a little bit worse than losing your job. But the point is like how you define, you, you were defined by how you manage yourself when you're suffering. And we all, in life, we all go through suffering. There's no way of beating that. Whether you're rich, poor, or anything in between, we all go through suffering. And how you portray yourself to, to yourself and others during that time is really what defines us as people. Or, in my opinion, a big part of what defines us as people. Um, so, yeah, it's important to, to, to take care of yourself in this and present yourself the way you want to be. And you're not always going to be perfect all the time, but you can certainly do better than, than, you're, than you're doing now, no matter how, how you're doing now. The last part of taking care of yourself is physically. And this just, it's almost just a checkbox here. If you exercise, continue to exercise. Get up in the morning, start your day off with an exercise, or even end your day with an exercise. I don't really give a shit when, but blowing off that steam is so incredibly powerful. I want to circle back to the whole, you'll be okay. And I'm going to refer to this a couple of times. At the end of the day, you are going to look back at this. Uh, you have the choice to look back at this and I'll talk about this at the end and say, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Now that may not be the case. You may not say this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me, but what will happen is, and we all know this happens, right? Whenever we worry about something a lot and something sucks and we're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then it happens 
And the first thing we say is, God, I wish I didn't waste so much time worrying. Right now, you're wasting a lot of time worrying. And eventually, you're going to look back and be like, God, I wish I just enjoyed that time off. I wish I took that time off to get myself in shape. I wish I took that time off to work on a little business for myself or work on a little side hobby, right? So know that now and don't wait because that's going to happen. You're going to be okay and you're going to look back at this time. Take advantage of the time and get your ass in shape. And it doesn't, again, go for, go for a fucking walk. You don't need to go um, join CrossFit or anything like that. But just if you're doing X, do X plus two or X plus four and uh, start, start, start doing that. So if you can emotionally do those things, hit the journal financially. Uh, I can't give you specifics, but I gave you some ideas act from an actual perspective, financial things you can do to really just write the ship. And just It's not even as much about writing the ship. Obviously, there's a, a good chance that money's not going to be coming in. I think one thing I didn't hear, uh, what didn't mention there, which is really important, is apply for whatever unemployment benefits you have. In the US with COVID, there's some really good benefits out there right now. So that's important. Do that ASAP because a lot of times that takes time to kick in. But the key to the financial thing is understand your financial situation. And if you don't know that, that's kind of a joke uh, at any stage in your life. I mean, I don't know if I have a 13-year-old listen to this then you, and you lost your job and you lost, you lost your part-time job at um, Bloomingdale's. I don't, know why, I don't know why Bloomingdale's came into my head of all the places. But if you've just lost a part-time job, then yeah, maybe you, well, I guess you could still look at your financial situation there. There's no excuse. I don't care if you're two months old, figure out your fucking financial situation. But uh yeah. The last one is physically. Physically take care of yourself. Do something. Get your body moving. Doesn't need to be crazy. But if you can do those three things, you are going to be in such a better place. You're going to have so much more confidence going into step two out of three. Step two is how to find a new job. So now you're out of a job. You're like kind of, you got a candle on your life and now you got gotta, you got to find a new one. And so I'm going to break this one down into three areas too. And the first one I want to talk about is your first job doesn't doesn't need to be your last job. And this is where I was, uh, we were toying with the idea of Natalie coming in for this part of it, uh, but she's so busy setting up her apartment that she just, you know, she can't make time for me. That's really what it comes down to. She, uh, but we talked a lot about this because Natalie, again, worked for Emirates for seven years. That was her experience working for an airline. And I think... Um, Anyone, I can't speak to anyone that works for any airline, but I certainly know people for Emirates. They get a lot of uh, a lot of training. And she worked in first class. I mean, you're really you're literally serving like multi multi millionaires on a daily basis. So you you have to hold it yourself and the company to a certain standard and all that sort of stuff. So she had incredible experience, but didn't have a college degree. And as you guys know, that are American, that's a big thing here. And didn't have really any strong business experience. And then she moved to the U.S. And it was bad enough getting getting settled in, but then she had to look for a new job. So I, I would look at, even though she might not have lost her job and dealt with all that, really finding a new job, she struggled a lot through that and learned a lot. And I learned a lot from giving her bad advice uh, and giving some good advice and watching her figure stuff out. And uh, the first thing that we really found useful, and I think it's important for anyone that's starting in a new career, and even if you're um, leaving a job for whatever, even if you're not, you know, if you're leaving a job to go move home because you've lived overseas for a period of time or you've lived out of state for a while and you're moving home and you're looking to just kind of start a new career, I think it's so important to understand that your first job doesn't need to be your last job. Uh just as important as that is in many cases it's really important to understand the the value in taking a step back to taking a step forward and you've all heard that that's not new but as you're looking at new jobs i think people oh well i this is natalie's thing and she'll probably 
get annoyed with me for, for making fun of her, but it's like, oh, I work first class at Emirates. I can't take this type of job, right? And that's kind of your mindset. But really, you do what you got to do to get your foot in the door. And a great example was her. She got her foot in the door as a $20 an hour leasing consultant down the street from our house. She was leasing apartments. And within we, we found out afterwards, uh, they didn't actually talk to her about it because her manager didn't want to overwhelm her, but they had an assistant manager position post like a month after she was there, one month. And within that month, she, got, she, she went there and she did the basics, right? She showed up early every day for work. She worked hard. She learned. She asked questions. Uh, she presented herself very well. She brought an incredibly high level of customer service. All six of those things are, I don't know, five or six of those things I just said had nothing to do with business experience, right? It's just how you portray yourself. And just by bringing those, they wanted to offer her the assistant manager position within a month. Now, they didn't because they didn't want to overwhelm her, but... That's how quickly you have the ability to work your way up within an, take by taking a step backwards and getting yourself into the right into a company that you like or that you're interested in or that is a good job or any job, quite frankly. And then that's how quickly you can work your way up. And we've we've she's left that job now. She was there about six months, and God, that I mean, they they hated to see her go. And I'm sure if she wanted the promotion now, she could have taken it. So point being is, don't get so caught up in yourself. Oh, I can't, I need to do this. I need to do that. Take a job. Put your foot in the door. If you do it for a couple of months and it sucks, do something else. When I started my career in uh, sales, I remember that was a big thing. Oh, don't don't jump too much. Don't jump too much. And I remember when I'll never forget this. When I left the job I was working for, the director called me and he's like, "We really like you to stay." And he's like, "Look, if you leave this job right now, you're going to have three jobs in three years." And it was like, at the time, like that was like a, a horrible thing to go have three jobs in three years. And I actually probably ended up, I think looking back on it now, I left there, I moved back to Jacksonville. I probably had like four jobs in like two years. And those were the greatest two years of my life. I learned more about that than any other time. I saw a bunch of different jobs, learned a bunch of different things. I learned about what I did like and what I didn't like. And I'm doing pretty damn well in my career right now. And so don't get so caught up on like, oh, I need to find the job. You can find a job and get started and go from there. Second one, get out of your comfort zone. Uh, this is like the story of my life. So um, if you're not, this is probably where Natalie and I butted heads the most when she was looking for her job is like, she's a little bit more hesitant to get out of her comfort zone. I literally live out of my comfort zone. Uh, and there's, you know, sometimes it's too far out of my comfort zone and um, I'm learning to not always push myself so much because that in some ways is a saboteur constantly. Oh, I'm not pushing myself today. What's wrong with me? But uh, this isn't about me. I'll tell you about me a different day. As it relates to how to find a new job, number one, don't listen to the job advertisement. That kills me. And for those of you that did listen to the podcast with Natalie, she talked about her stickler. She would read every single line of the goddamn job advertisement and say, oh, well, they asked for this and I don't have this experience. Or they asked for that and I don't have this. Or they recommend that I have this. And again, don't, don't be an asshole here. Don't apply. You know, you're not going to apply for a medical, uh, for a, a, an MD job as a doctor with a, with no degree at all. I mean, obviously, right? But like, uh, you know, you want to apply for a leasing position, you want to go apply for a marketing position, entry level, and even regular level. A, a lot of these positions, people, they want good people. And the more you see it, and this is one of the things that really shocked her, and I think it's important for people to know, and I keep pointing back to people at um, Emirates because I just know how well those folks were trained and I know how tough it is for many of them to go out, um, or anyone, but people from the aviation industry seem to have a big industry big issue because they work in such a uh, kind of a niche industry and now they go out into the world and they're like, wow, what am I going to do? And um, 
the fact that she showed up on time every day, like presented herself very well, was always dressed, clean, uh, offered a high level of customer service, those three things, um, asking questions of the manager, learning stuff, taking, I mean, a, a massive thing in learning that I've learned as, as someone who's worked for people and now has had people work for them. If you show up and you have a pen and a paper and you take notes when someone tells you something, that's a huge deal apparently. I mean, it's kind of pathetic like the, the how low the bar is. But if you do those five things, you show up with a pen and paper, you show up on time or a little early, you present yourself well, you ask questions and you give great customer service, you are going to be ahead of 95% of people. And I mean that. And it's unbelievable the bar, the level of what the bar is out there. And so just doing those things yourself, that's what companies want. So when you look at a job advertisement and you turn it down and you do those five things well, those, that company wants to see you. They want you there. But of course, they're going to write a job rec or a job advertisement for the perfect ideal candidate, knowing for a while they're probably not going to get that. So don't listen to that job advertisement. Still apply. But the key to applying for a job is to get an interview. We all know that. And let me tell you something right now. If you're sitting behind a computer and you're just uploading your resume and sending your resume um, into a little portal on the company website, you're wasting your time. Like that's not how to apply for a job. Uh, and it, it is, obviously, but like that's not an effective way to apply for a job. You need to find a way to separate yourself. All you're focused on when you're applying, you're, the first level of the job application is all about getting an interview. It's not about getting the job. It's about getting an interview. There's stages to getting a job. And throughout each stage, the that stage is about getting to the next stage. And that, hopefully that doesn't that doesn't confuse you, but the job application stage, your only focus that day is to get in front of the person for the interview, right? So there's people that have done some crazy shit. I, mean, I used to read about trying to get jobs in sales and this and that. I mean, people really make themselves look like assholes, put themselves out there because all they care about is just getting in front of the person for the interview. And then once they get there, then they worry about getting to the second interview or getting to the, getting the, getting the job offer and then they worry about negotiating. So all you got to focus on is getting an interview. So if that's your focus is to get an interview, what, do you, what can you do to set yourself apart? How do you ask for an interview? Show up and drop off your resume. If you're someone who's, who's um, great in customer service, presents very well, um, got a bubbly personality, then how is that going to show on paper? You can twist your words a thousand different ways. No one reads a fucking resume nowadays. I, I believe that no one reads a resume. And I'm sure people that are recruiters or HR people will probably give me the middle finger right now. And I'm sure people do read your resume to an extent. But to me, I look at a resume as an outline to go through with someone when you're interviewing for a job so you can make sure you hit all the points you want to. And if you're sitting there and writing, I increased sales by 35%. It's like, so did, so did the homeless guy down the street. Like, it's like, that's not real. Like, and even if it is real, like no one knows it's real and you can bullshit that stuff so easily. So it's almost like the spending too much time trying to, you, you want a, a resume that presents well and looks nice, but show up and drop off your resume, ask for the hiring manager, shake their hand, say, I'd love to have an interview as a way we can set something up. That's uncomfortable. That's out of your comfort zone, but that's what's going to separate you from everyone else. Send someone a direct email. If you don't feel comfortable going in person, find the manager's direct email. The company is at company.com or at company.net. And you know the person's first name. So go on the company website, find the person's first name and figure out their email and send them an email, right? And then send them a follow-up email. LinkedIn, add them on LinkedIn. Send them, an, send them an, a message on LinkedIn. I even think LinkedIn's, the messaging there is a little impersonal because you get so much advertisement bullshit. But uh, even that's still better than just uploading a resume. If, if, if I'm a recruiter and you're uploading a resume, 
I don't know. I just think you're not that serious. And I know you are serious. Like I'm telling you as, as Joe on this podcast, you are serious. So act serious and do something that's serious. Uh, so that's how to get out of your comfort zone. We're looking for a job. The, the last one, um, cause again, it's like, I don't want to just be like, all right, don't apply for any jobs. You're going to have to apply for jobs. That's what it's going to be. Find a way to separate yourself. But the key really here is, um, use your network or build one. You, the using your network is another middle finger. Fuck you, Joe. Because again, how many times have you heard that? How to find a job? Just use your network. What does that mean? So here's some general stuff that I think would be useful in terms of building it. Now, one, if you have a network, great. If you're moving back to a new back home or back to a new country and you don't really have a network, this becomes a little bit more difficult. But at the end of the day, um, LinkedIn's a great tool for that. Put a post on LinkedIn, tag some people, uh, but also put a post on Facebook right? Do what you got to do. Put a post on Facebook and say, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a job. And those posts are very in, um, impersonal. It's a good start, but really, uh, you have to ask people for help and that's really hard to do that. Um, it's, you have old, you have old employers that you used to work for. You have friends, you have family. And I remember when I was starting my coaching business, uh, one of the, some of the advice I got from the certification program I was in was like, send an email out to everyone and say, Hey, I'm starting a coach. It's kind of the same process. Hey, I'm starting a coaching business, yada, yada, yada. I'd love to, for you to refer someone and you're not going to get you, you 5% chance you get something back. So if you send out, Hey, I'm looking for a new job, I'm change your career, 5% chance you get something back. But if you follow up with people directly after that email and a phone call, and I did that, I actually followed up on a phone call and I'll tell you, it felt weird, but it fucking works. Because once you talk to someone, you force them to think about you. So we're all so up, caught up in our own shit for good reason, right? We all have our own lives to live. But when you call someone, they're forced to think about you. And when you just give someone some time to think about you, it's amazing. It's the same thing as coaching, right? When you guys hear me coach on these things, I force someone to think about themselves, and stop thinking about everything. Focus on yourself. Focus on the answer you want. And all of a sudden it comes to you. So when you kind of do that with someone, it's kind of a quasi coaching session when you ask someone like, hey, do you know any jobs? And kind of give them a second. Let them think about it. And shit's good. Oh, you know what? I did talk to this guy. He is hired. Let me connect you with him. So that's a great way to actually use a network, an actual way to use your network. Uh, the other thing I think I said, um, if you, you, can call it an, you can call an old employer. If you work for an old, if you work for someone and uh, you did you did your work for them, they're a great person to call as well. Um, and the other thing I would say, if you want to really get an A plus on this assignment from me, um, find a job you're interested in, find someone at that company, maybe not the hiring manager, and ask them to coffee or ask them for a chat. Say, I just want to pick your brain. I just want to learn from you. People love that, right? If if you were in your job, if you were a flight attendant or you were um, a pilot or whatever the hell you were or whatever job you were. Um, and someone called you and said, hey, I'm really interested in doing that. Can I just talk to you about it? You'd be like, yeah, definitely. You want to buy me coffee and just let me pontificate and tell you all about myself um, and how great I am and how great my company is or isn't? Sure. Um, and that's a great way to, one, build your network, right? Because you're meeting a new person that's in the industry that you want to get into. But two, nine times out of 10, that person's probably going to go back to the office afterwards and be like, go to the hiring manager and be like, hey, I just met with this person. Like, they're legit. Like, you want to interview them. Um, and again, that's the goal, right? Is just to get the interview. Then you go to stage two where you let your personality and all that stuff take over. So that's really, really important. Really important. Reach out to someone at the company, ask them to coffee. Very uncomfortable, very awkward. You might get a bunch of no's before you get a yes, but that's a, that's a great way. That's a great way to, to, to use a network or build a network. 
Okay. So I hope those helped. Uh, sorry, I just blew into the microphone. I just looking at the, uh, I'm looking at like the bars now and I just, that was pretty loud. So hopefully your eardrums didn't pop out. Uh, take care of yourself. Section one, section two, how to find a job. And I'm going to round this thing, this last thing up kind of where I started. And the last thing is find the opportunity here. There is an opportunity here. Everything happens for a reason. And if you don't believe that, then I think you're wrong. I do. I subscribe to that in every area of my life. It is a big saying. This is not a big saying. It's a saying. There's a find in every event that happens to you, good and bad, find the gift and find the opportunity. And some of the good things is very easy. Some of the bad things is hard. So I challenge you right now to find a gift and an opportunity. And maybe you can't right yet, but eventually you'll look back. How many things in your life can you look back on that really sucked at the time? And now you look back and say, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I, I, every single bad thing that's ever happened to me in my life, I really, and I, I have thought through this. I can look back and be like, you know what? If that didn't happen, this wouldn't have happened. And this wouldn't have happened. And I'm so glad that that happened the way it did. And so part of that is that's the way life works. And part of that is I just chose to put a positive spin on it. And that's where I go back to the beginning of this podcast. You have a choice to put a positive spin on it. So when I say this could and very likely will be the greatest thing that ever happened to you, it could be, but that's up to you. And that's up to what you do next. And we talked a little bit about this with uh, physically taking care of yourself. But the fact of the matter is, in addition to all these homework assignments I just gave you, you're going to have more free time now. What are you going to do with it? I challenge you to take advantage of that free time. I just did my last episode was me coaching someone on how to find their passion. I sent a weekly tip out this last Friday with six questions that help you identify your passion in life. Reach out to me if, if, if you're not on my email list. I'll add you and I'll send you those. Journal, answer those six questions. My second episode right after the intro, I have a whole little section on how to find out a potential, how to brainstorm a potential side business for yourself. Find things you like, find things you're good at and find where they intersect in the middle, right? And so this is an incredible opportunity for you to start your own little business. Start, it doesn't, when I say business, don't, you don't need to physically start a corporation, although maybe you want to, but start a hobby, start doing something, find something you like. If you start doing that now, you're going to look back when the whole, when this thing's all said and done and you're buttoned up, you're going to have momentum and you're going to be physically getting in better shape. You're going to have a little side business going. Now you're going to, and when you take that job that maybe isn't the ideal job, it's maybe not the best job you wanted. It's a hell of a lot easier to swallow that knowing that you're working on something on the side that does light you up that does ignite you and does get you excited, right? So that's the key here. It doesn't need to be a big money maker, but do something for yourself. Take this opportunity to do something for yourself. All right, I am out of breath and I'm at 30 minutes. I hope you guys enjoyed this today. I hope you got something from it. Um, I shit, I mean, if you're in a tough spot and you want two free coaching sessions to help you, I determine your passion, help you get on track, reach out to me. I'll give you two free coaching sessions. I've offered these before. Those are, those are always on the table. Always happy to do that. I hope you guys get something from this. And more importantly, I hope you do something with this. And um, that's all I got. I got to go yell at my wife for smashing shit during my podcast episode. Hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode today. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying this podcast, specifically some of the more actionable components of the advice I give on here, I wanted to make you aware of a weekly email that I've started sending out. It goes out Friday mornings. It's called Joe Chick's Weekly Tip. And it is just that. It's a weekly tip, short, quick, actionable, and a great way to just start your weekend off on the right foot. 
You can subscribe anywhere on my website. There's a bunch of different areas or you can go to joechiccarelli.com forward slash subscribe and you can sign up. Look forward to hearing from you guys soon.